Plastic allow you to pay anyone, any business who normally does not accept credit cards. Because the reason most people don't want to accept credit cards, one is because you could do a chargeback, right? Yeah. You as the receiver, right? And also, you charge um, those processing companies charge would charge you if you're the receiver three percent. Yeah. But Plastic allow me to pay the three percent. I still keep my zero percent interest, and you get all the money into your account. Wow. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, I buy a lot of real estate. So, of course, you can't swipe a credit card at a title company, but I can have the money wired to the title company or for my credit cards. Wow. This is something I'm sure people never thought about, but this is typically credit cards are used for people to buy clothes, pay Correct. for trips. But you're utilizing credit cards to be able to purchase real estate that produces cash flow. Correct. This is different. Correct. This is, this is yes. different. Yes, I purchased over 26 doors using business credit cards. My goal is to help coaches and entrepreneurs turn their mind into money, teaching them how to take what they know, package it, market it, sell it, and automate it to make a massive income and massive impact, even if they don't have a lot of followers on social media. If you're watching this video, you're about to make a whole lot of money because you're about to learn how to turn your ideas into income. The goal of the Monetize Markets podcast is to help coaches, entrepreneurs package their ideas into digital products, courses, market it, automate it, sell it to grow a wildly successful company. Well, today's episode, you're in for a treat because I get to interview one of my favorite people. I've had the blessed privilege of being at many of her events as well as working with her, and she is the queen of business funding. Now, no business can grow without revenue. Well, if you are looking for for an outlet or the resources to learn how to get capital, and this is the biggest reason why business fail, I got the very best for you today. None other than Dana Christian. Thank you so much for making time <laughs> to come today. Thank you for having me. It is an honor to be here with you. Listen, I remember the first time I met you. Mm -hmm at an event mm -hmm. and we like knew of each other because I was mm -hmm. hearing your information on the line and it's like instant. One of the things I love about you is your reputation precedes itself. Mm -hmm. Everyone brags about how genuine you are, mm -hmm. right? The, the ability for you to help people and I, I fell in love with how direct you were. Like yes. you- <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> right, like you, you shot it straight. Mm -hmm. And the first time I heard you speak, and that's where I want to go, this was, mm -hmm. first time I heard you speak was in DC. Okay. You remember mm -hmm. this in, mm -hmm. in D.C. And, and I had never heard someone simplify how people can get access to funding in mm -hmm. real time. I mm -hmm. saw people utilizing what you taught them mm -hmm. and were getting money while they were there. Yes. Man, how did you get into helping people get business funded? How did you learn about this? And of course, you're helping people do that and move into real estate, which Correct. we'll get into in a second. But how'd you get introduced to this? So I got in, introduced to using business credit cards after I ran out of cash investing in real estate. So I was following somebody on IG and they was talking about how they was using business credit cards to purchase real estate. And I'm like, what? So I said, let me find out how you do this. So research, I just need this much information <laughs> and I'm gonna figure out the rest. Yeah. So I went on the internet, looking at different banks, what they had to offer. I already knew like the qualifications to get funding and it was up from there. And I was able to get over a million dollars in funding. Wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Carry the one minus two <laughs> plus five. One million dollars in funding. Yes. Yes. Okay. You so mm -hmm. you heard a piece of information and you did something that most people don't do. You execute. You research and then and you execute. execute it. Correct. But one million dollars in funding. What does that look like? How? Like, take me through this. Okay. So, right quick, 
So a million in funding, think about it. If the average credit card is $20,000, and if you have 40 credit cards, that's a million dollars. Real simple. <laughs> like, we overcomplicate things. Yeah. It's just really simple. And if, you know, you can get a $50,000 credit card, right, then that's 20 credit cards. Is a million dollars. A lot of times when people hear credit cards, the first thing they think about is cash advance fees, right? So that's why they shy away from credit cards. But you can liquidate the credit cards, which just means turn it into cash, by using a program called Plastique. And they allow you to pay anyone who normally does not accept credit cards. Okay, so you you just gonna start the episode right. just swinging just like that, huh? Straight you to just the point. Gonna, you just gonna Straight. you just gonna uh uh. Somebody was listening to this and they're like, right. <laughs> baby, pull the car, right. pull the car over. Let's go back. Mm-hmm. You said plastic. Yes, with a Q at the end. Plastic. What does plastic allow you to do? So plastic allow you to pay anyone, any business who normally does not accept credit cards. Because the reason most people don't want to accept credit cards. One is because you could do a chargeback, right? Yeah. You as the receiver, right? And also, you charge um, those processing companies charge would charge you if you're the receiver three percent. Yeah. But plastic allow me to pay the three percent. I still keep my zero percent interest, and you get all the money into your account. Wow. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, I buy a lot of real estate. So of course, you can't swipe a credit card at a title company, but I can have the money wired to the title company. Or for my credit cards. Wow. This is something I'm sure people never thought about, but this is typically credit cards are used for people to buy clothes, pay for trips. But you're utilizing credit cards to be able to purchase real estate that produces cash flow. Correct. This is different. Correct. This is this is yes, different. I purchased over twenty six doors using business credit cards. Twenty six doors of real estate using business credit cards. Here's why this is crazy. Because I constantly speak to people who are who are generating revenue and mm-hmm. with online courses, mm-hmm. things of that nature, right? So we're showing them how do you go from ideas or services mm-hmm. to building out a business with your with your knowledge, like mm-hmm. infopreneurs. Mm-hmm. But once you start generating revenue, the biggest issue is if you got a course that you're selling for a thousand or fifteen hundred or two thousand, mm-hmm. you don't have, you're you you're tax higher because you don't have to spend out as much. So mm-hmm. you're saying that a person could use other people's money, Correct. still get the tax benefit, mm-hmm. and use a credit card to buy real estate. Now, I got to go back to this million dollars mm-hmm. in credit mm-hmm. because now we don't even see the million in credit the same. We see a mm-hmm. million dollars to be able to buy a million dollars worth of real estate. Correct. You just changed the whole, whole context mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's that process that a person would go through? Let's say they made some mistakes. They're trying to get started and get their first few credit cards. Mm-hmm. How do they get those twenty-five thousand, fifty thousand dollar credit mm-hmm. cards? And next, I know one question at a time. <laughs> I got to go into a few other things. But how do they get started? I say so. The first way to get started is having good personal credit, right? Okay. So I use a lot of business credit, right? But in order to get business credit, you have to have good personal credit, okay. right? So I would say always start with credit unions because it's easy to get $25,000 from Navy Federal, Digital Credit Union, First Tech. They're going to give you those $25,000 limits. And banks Y'all is like... you be writing these names down. <laughs> banks is like monkey see, monkey do, right? So Bank of America will be like, oh, Navy gave them $25,000. They pay it back on time. They don't overutilize it. Let me give them $25,000. So that's why I always tell people to start with credit unions or community banks because most likely they will give you the higher limits, right? But don't have no negative items on your credit report, no collections, no charge-off and bankruptcy because what that means if you have those items is if you owe someone some money. And I always tell people like this, 
if your cousin was to borrow money from your sister and brother, didn't pay them back, would you lend the money? <laughs> if that ain't clear. <laughs> like, so banks is the same way, right? If if Bank of America see you didn't pay Capital One back, yeah. why would they lend you money? So true. Right? But the good thing about negative items, it can always be removed off of your credit report. Mm. Right? Going through the credit repair process. Wow. So you're saying if a person's getting started, make sure you guys are writing this down. Start mm -hmm. with credit unions. Start with credit unions and community banks and then move on to the, um, the big banks or the regional banks. Regional banks is like the PNC, the key bank. Um, truest banks, banks that's only in certain regions, right? Yeah. They would give you more money before a Chase would, yeah. a Bank of America, and also start with who you bank with. So when you're picking a bank to bank with, see what they have to offer. Especially if you're looking into business credit, right? See what they have to offer. Like Bank of America have four business credit cards, right? When we talk about that million dollars, right? They have four business credit cards, and I have 15 entities. I just counted yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right? I just told my daughter, sign me up for two more. But anyway, just imagine, if I have 10 entities, Bank of America have four business credit cards. I mean, I can get four on each. That's 40 credit cards. That's a million right there. From just your different Just from that one, one For those of you that hundreds. are listening, she said she has <laughs> 15 entities. She has 15 different businesses. You hear me? Like, can I borrow $3? Mm -hmm. I'll I can even give you five. Oh, look at God. Dana, this is why I love you, right? Mm -hmm. From the, you all hear what I was saying from the moment I met you. This is literally her. You shared information so freely. Mm -hmm. In this new age, just like man, it's like the person who's online that say mm -hmm. they, they that say they job is hiring. And you ask, <laughs> oh, you are you say who's hiring? DM me, girl. If you don't <laughs> tell me if Taco Bell got interviews on Thursday, <laughs> right? You're yeah. so free with information. Mm -hmm. You're sharing what banks. You're sharing what you're doing, how you're doing mm -hmm. it. You even do this in your programs, Correct. but and you mentioned even the order of how to do it. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Do you remember like that first property you bought? Like if you went back, like what? So the first property I bought was in 2006, and it was a fix and flip here in Atlanta. And watching that HGTV, we just knew we bought this house for 104,000, put 100,000 in it. We was going to sell it for 400,000. Clearly, that was not the case. <laughs> we made about $17,000, but I was like, you know what, we're going to go into buying holes, right? Because we didn't have any guidance back there. It wasn't the internet, so we was just trying to figure things out. So then we went into buying holes. So we bought four rental properties, ran out of money. So my plan was to continue working, and I had a tax business, and just, you know, save $20,000 a year, buy a property. Fast forward to 2017 when I got injured at the post office, and I look back, I was just living ghetto fabulous all those years because I had the money, but I wasn't invested. Yeah. So in 2017, when I got hurt, I was like, oh my goodness, Dana, what have you been doing these last nine years? So that's when I started getting a mentor, learning about real estate, learning about the business credit cards, and then the next property we bought was to June 2018 in Baltimore. So the reason I went to Baltimore is because the entry point was less than here in Atlanta. Yeah. And um, I bought it from an auction, paid cash, and that was all my cash. Then I started looking into the Cleveland market. I was like, okay, let me use this strategy with the credit cards. And no looking back since then. Wow. How do you choose, for anyone who's listening, how do you choose what markets you're going into? I heard you say, hey, I was in Atlanta. The uh, how to get into it costs more to acquire property mm -hmm, in Atlanta, mm -hmm. right? You said Baltimore is a little cheaper to get into. Mm -hmm. You also men mentioned buying at an auction. Mm -hmm. Like this is, 
kind of go into, for those who don't know, what, what that sounds like at an auction. Someone's losing their home. Like, what's that process of buying from an auction? So, yeah, so when you buy from an auction, um, someone's losing their home because they didn't pay the mortgage or taxes. Um, but the one I bought in Baltimore, <laughs> back up. So I bought one from an auction, auction.com. That one, somebody lost their mor they mortgage in Atlanta. So that was the first one I bought from an auction. And I want to say when you buy from an auction, know your numbers. When I said mm. know your numbers, know what the value of the property is. Kind of know how much the estimate repairs is going to be because you can't go into the house when you're buying it from an auction, right? So you have to figure out what's the most you want to buy. So right quick. So let's just say a property is worth 200000 Okay. You don't want to be more in 70%. So $140,000 is the most you want to be in. So that should cover repairs and um, repairs and purchase, purchase okay. and repairs, right? So if you look at a property, you can't go inside and you can see, okay, well, it looks old, the windows, the roof. So this might cost me about $80,000, right? So remember, 140 was the magic number. So you know you can't bid at the auction more than $60,000 for this house. Gotcha. So it's really just knowing your numbers and not getting caught up with the bidding process because the first house we bought from an auction, we knew the street because we used to drive for dollars. That's when you drive around looking for property. So we knew the street, our street. So, of course, what we went to the auction for, we got outbidded, but I'm like, I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So we bid it for this house, $80,000. Back then, I didn't know how to run my numbers. So after the auction, we went to go see the house. It was four houses on that block. Mm. I'm like, what did we just buy? But needless to say... The house was rehab, decent. We put a front rent sign in the ground. Somebody moved in, and they was in that house for 15 years. Just until this summer, I asked them to move out because now the properties on that block is going for $600,000. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now I think it's like maybe two vacant houses left, but now, you know, the values is up. So that was the first house we bought from an auction. But I would say when you go to an auction, don't get, up, don't get caught up in the bidding process and know your numbers because... There's going to be different people bidding, and they have different types of money, right? It might be somebody that's a millionaire to have a whole bunch of cash, where they can pay a little more than if you are using finance money. Yeah. So definitely educate yourself before you make that mistake. What do you think should be the starting point if someone's looking to get into real estate? I keep asking this because... I got a lot of rich friends. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them in here, like mm -hmm. my, Mark and my Ray Rich. Okay. Like she, <laughs> she, she, she like, you know, mm -hmm. great poupon rich. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like mustard okay. kind of situation. <laughs> and all, and the issue is all of us are generating capital. Mm -hmm. We throw it back into the business on mm -hmm. down the line. Mm -hmm. We are model citizens and want to pay our taxes, but we would love to be able to invest into real estate mm -hmm. to have cash flow that is not based on our brand, our business mm -hmm. on down the line. What should be the starting point for someone who's in the coaching industry Let's just say they're running webinars every week and mm -hmm. they're, let's say they're making $10,000 mm -hmm. a month. Mm -hmm. That's some capital coming in, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where's, what's the starting point to get into real estate? How do we find a property that we can, that we can invest in? So one, one thing you can do, you can find a realtor to help you find a property. Okay. Second, there are some sites like LoopNet and Cressy. They have a lot of multifamilies and most likely it might be out of your state. Right, so um, like if you go to that site, it will tell you who the broker is, so you contact the broker. First, they wanna know, 
proof of funds, because they're not going to talk to you unless they know you can buy it. So yeah. once you show them that you have proof of funds, whether you finance or you pay in cash, and then you ask to see the property, right? If it's a multifamily, you want to ask for um, the paperwork to see if it's really collecting rent, what repairs is being done, when the last time, like just doing your due diligence and then invest. And I definitely recommend that if you're really cash heavy, to invest it in real estate. Because why give Uncle Sam the money when you can invest in real estate, yeah. right? And see, and that's when you can buy things that most people can't when you cash heavy, right? Because you might spend, let's just say, 500000 on a property and it might cash you $5,000 a month. Now, that's good for you because you would have gave the money to Uncle Sam's. 100%. But versus somebody that have to do um, bank financing, that might not be a good deal for them. Wow. Couple, couple things. You are a walking resource. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you. Do you teach this? So, yes, I do teach this in the Ladder to Passive Income Mentorship. Ladder to Passive Income mm -hmm. Mentorship. And this is for, do you have to be an entrepreneur? What do you have to be to, to qualify to work with you and learn some of these things? The willing to learn. Okay. And the willing to unlearn what we learned about credit. Because most of us, you know, when I talk about using credit cards, oh, my parents told me to stay away from credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this, that, and the other. Yeah. So just willingness to learn. Um, and that's it. Wow, willingness to learn. So someone could be working a job, someone oh, yes. could be an entrepreneur, and they can still get into real estate Correct. and create another stream of revenue. Yes, and I definitely recommend people having another stream of income. Plus, if you work a job, because I worked for the post office for 25 years, and then when I got injured, 2017 I got injured. 2018 when I finally went out of work, it was five months before they paid me. Wow. Most people cannot survive five months, but because I had my rental problems, because I had my tax businesses, that's why I was okay. And that's what really made me want to teach other people because I thought about how many people I knew that was still working injured but couldn't afford to report it because they knew they was going to be out of work for months. Yeah. So that's what kind of started me to teaching about, you know, um, receiving passive income. So that's why it's called the ladder because it's a process getting up there, right? You start with your credit, you get access to funding, and then you invest in real estate or another stream of passive income. I love this already. Mm -hmm. The ladder <laughs> to passive income. I saw that you're doing something amazing coming up, mm -hmm. a day with Dana, mm -hmm. where all the, this information you're sharing, you're inviting people to go to what Cleveland to Cleveland Ohio with me tell me more about that so and, so I can sign up okay so a day with Dana you get to come into Cleveland with me for two days the first day just a meet and greet the second day we're going to do some walkthroughs two to three of my properties I'm gonna have somebody there teaching us about the different areas to invest in in Cleveland I'm gonna have a commercial banker there teaching you how to finance these deals and also I'm going to teach how I bought these properties using business credit cards because Cleveland has some good banks out there I'm gonna have an inspector there telling you what to look for because sometimes when you go look at properties, you need to know what you need to look for before you um, purchase it and also my contract is gonna be there. Wow, so everybody that you need to purchase real estate, we'll you'll have there. there. You're mm -hmm. educating them on it. You've got the people who can finance it, the inspector, the whole thing. Why, you're already making money. Why are you doing this? Why are you giving back and helping people like this? Because nobody really helped me. So I want to help people. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I get I get the cheat sheet, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know from where you're from. Mm -hmm. I know about the trench coat. What is the the mink coat? No, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know about the mink coat. Mm -hmm. But they don't. Mm -hmm. So take me back to Dana before the post office. Dana 
Christian, before real estate, before a million dollars in funding and, and before teaching people around the world how to do this, mm-hmm. what's your starting point? Like, where are you from? What, how'd you, like, mm-hmm. what brought you from there to here? So I'm from New York City. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the um, Grand Projects. By the age of 17, I had two daughters, dropped out of high school, kids fall on drugs. My mom didn't help out. When it was, even when we go outside, she used to scream out the window, come get these kids. So she didn't babysit, <laughs> nothing, right? So I started there and I remember, so my turning point was when I was 19, I was about 18 years old. I had one daughter, uh, was about almost two, and the youngest one was about six months. And I needed two boxes of Pampers. I had enough money for one box of Pampers. And I went in the bathroom and I cried. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, this stress is too much. I was about to commit suicide. And my oldest daughter banging on the bathroom door. So I came out because I'm like, if I kill myself, who going to take care of them? And I was like, this is the last time I'm ever going to experience this. And that was the last time. Things has been hard, right, since then. And I was receiving welfare, so I had a sister that was one year older than me. So I went to Kentucky Fried Chicken, got a job in her name so I could still keep my welfare. And it was so crazy because the Kentucky Fried Chicken was right across the street from where we lived at. So I'm Dana, her name is Shavella, my tag says Shavella. So people come in there looking like, well, why she got her sister name? But that was my turning point. And I was like, that I would do what I have to do to take care of these kids. So times that I worked three jobs and just being totally transparent, even sold drugs, yeah. you know, yeah. to take care of them, just did what I had to do to really you know, take care of them. And I just had the attitude since then, by any means necessary, I'm gonna do what I have to take to make it. Wow. And just, and never really, like after that point, never really thought about what I was going through. Even when there was times I was working three jobs, five shifts in a row. And one time my house even caught on fire with the girls home. And I didn't even have enough money to get in the cab to get to them. One of my coworkers gave me money to take a cab home. We was living in New York at the time. I'm in the, in the cab crying, not knowing, like, are they even ho- old enough to be home alone? And when I got there, by the time my mom was there, my sister was there, and, um, you know, so they was, they was okay. And I was like, all right, Dana, you can't continue working three jobs. And like I said, I was doing a couple of taxes. I was like, you know what, let me tell these people that I do taxes. Yeah. So that's when I left one job and was still working too and then started like really growing the tax business. Wow. Like that from, here's what I love. Like every entrepreneur has that rock bottom story, but it's all different, right? It's not mm-hmm. to normalize it. Mm-hmm. It's from a place, uh, from a genuine place of need, necessity, desperation, mm-hmm. as well as would you say your kids were your why? Correct. Like that thing that Correct. really drove you to mm-hmm. become the Dana Christian we all know. Yes. So yes. that struggle then was a blessing. Yes, it was. And I always say that. And I'm like, why did God give me these kids at 16, 17? Well, I know why, but you know, <laughs> why did I get these kids at 16, 17? But now those are my best friends. Those are my business partners. Yeah. Right? So both of them work for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, like including your kids in the business. So mm-hmm. you building real estate and the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to meet, to meet your do- beautiful, genuine, mm-hmm. like, you didn't just give them access to a new environment, to resources. Mm-hmm. Man, you passed on how genuine you are mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Like I got a chance, where were we at? In Atlanta and, mm-hmm. then, and again in, in Miami? Mm-hmm. And Miami got a chance to meet, meet your kids. Like, how'd you end up in Atlanta? And like, what are some of those, I'm sure, do they have memories of that struggle? So no, and they don't have memories of struggling. 
and and my my youngest daughter, um, she does credit repair, and she even said that she don't have a struggle story. Yeah. And I was like, it's okay not to have a struggle, you know, story because I always talk to them about the things I went to, you know, went through and stuff like that. So they don't have that struggle story. Um, the old, my oldest daughter, Fatima, which is my assistant. So once I went out of work from the post office and I knew I was going to ramp up my business, I needed an assistant. So she, her baby at the time was maybe about six months. So I asked her, I was like, do you want to come work for me? you know, and quit your job. So she was like, oh, okay, yeah. So that's how she started working with me. At the same time, I told her to start another business. So she started setting up entities for people. Wow. Because at first I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to pay her. So, you know, she needs another <laughs> source of income. Yeah. So that kind of how that started with her. And then she, um, she bought a house to rent out. So she had rental properties also. And then the youngest daughter, um, I had told her about the Star Credit Repair, but she was doing events for people. But I was like, Shay, won't you take over the credit repair business? Um, you know, and and do that. She's a fourth grade teacher also. So she's started doing the credit repair business and actually she said next year she's quitting her job. Oh wow. Yeah, because her son will be going on to middle school, so she was like, I'm not staying at this school. She was like, I love these kids, but it's time to go. <laughs> Here's what if nobody else says it, you've got to do most entrepreneurs struggle with celebrating themselves, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know why I think that mm -hmm. we just don't have that internal scoreboard where some mm -hmm. people would ride off into the sunset and settle. Something different is built inside of an entrepreneur that keeps mm -hmm. going. Do you pause to celebrate how far you've come? Not really, because I don't see myself as other people see me. Mm. I still see myself as the high school dropout, that teenage mom. Wow. The kid's father that was on drugs and everybody talking about me in the projects. So I kind of still see myself as that person. So I don't really get to celebrate who I am or really see myself as other people see me. Wow. Well, I will tell you, people, every room of men, everyone knows, Dana's it, mm -hmm. right? When you talk about uh, funding, when you talk about real estate, just business, mm -hmm. right? Just your, your mind as well as your character. And the thing I can say that you should pause mm -hmm. and celebrate, mm -hmm. if, if it's not yourself, mm -hmm. is look at what you created for your kids, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You've eliminated the ability to have a struggle story mm -hmm. based on you surviving your struggle. Mm -hmm. So to get to mm -hmm. a place where you can even look at your kid and say, quit your job, mm -hmm. when you had to use your sister's name to get a job. Job, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just think about that journey. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, you, it, it, we always talk about generational curses and yeah. things of that nature. But something in our culture makes us think that we don't qualify if we don't have a struggle story. Mm -hmm. But it's like, isn't that why we're working well, to yeah. eliminate a struggle for the next generation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you and you successfully done that now I do have to say this you're not only eliminating that for your kids mm -hmm. you're mentoring and helping other people correct create wealth I I saw um, you did a challenge or something like that where several people were able mm -hmm. to get funding mm -hmm. in real time mm -hmm. so you're not doing the stuff where you teach the information they get off and leave mm -hmm. in real time, time. while mm -hmm. you're on there teaching mm -hmm. you're walking people through getting funding in real yeah. time that's I think different. they got over a million dollars in funding I got people wow mm -hmm. wow 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 so you're you're showing them how to apply for cars how to get, get mm -hmm. access to mm -hmm. it, the education surrounding financial literacy. Yeah, and I always tell people, it's no big secret for funding, right? It's really just having good credit. And when we say good credit, people automatically think, oh, 800 credit score. No, 
680 is considered good, yeah. right? So it's just a matter of not having no negative items and having your utilization under 30% and wow. no late payments. And you can get funding. Wow. What I would ask, I know you're doing mentorship. I know that people can work with you. I see what you're doing with the multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. What haven't you done that you want to do? What's, what's on Dana's dream list? So what I want to do is... Uh, take ride on a yacht to Bahamas and spend a night on the yacht and stay out there for three days. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's the only thing that I could think that I want to, you know, really do that I plan on doing this summer. Go, go. Right. Where, where are you leaving from? Miami? From Miami. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Just sleep on the yacht for like three days. And it's so crazy because I can't swim. So <laughs> I will be sleeping with my life vest on. <laughs> but I love the water. Yeah. But I love the water. I absolutely love you. Like, I'm going to get on this yacht. I can't swim. Yeah. I saw you did something amazing. I keep championing it because mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's great what you're doing for your kids. I saw mm -hmm. with your son with the, with the car, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, why does it mean so much to you to, to create these moments and memories? Mm -hmm. And then I saw you with the grandkids and mm -hmm. travel. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so important to mm -hmm. give experiences. Mm -hmm. But is that the driving force to... So, yeah, for my son, right, so I have a 19-year-old son, and he's 6'5", and that's my little baby, <laughs> right? But I just want him to have the best life that he can possibly have because it's rough out there as a man. Yeah. So as he, you know, growing up, and I said until he get 21, I want him to live his best life. Yeah. And, you know, I can do it for him, which me and my husband fight over it. I said, but I understand the importance of him being responsible, right? But at the same time, I want him to look back and be like, my mom is the best yeah you know whatever he want <laughs> he, he can have it that's how it's supposed <laughs> i don't i met your husband very very nice very chill but he can't say much because i did see you get that lamborghini truck but, for yeah, him now. yeah right <laughs> now you're like oh uh, you you talking about me buying, him, him, buying yeah. him but you got the lambo truck yeah. outside mm -hmm. is that is that um one of those things that like everybody has their own thing that they celebrate love like mm -hmm. i'm obsessed with watches right mm -hmm. watches are my thing mm -hmm. A uh, few other things. Is that your thing, like being able to do for the people Correct. you love? Correct. Yes. Yes. Being able to do, you know, to shower them with gifts. And really vacation, I prefer, right? Because a lot of times, kids won't remember gifts, but they're going to remember vacations. Yeah. Right? We was, I went in a mansion, we was, for Christmas, we was in Orlando. So my grandson was like, Grandma's rich! <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's right, baby. <laughs> Right. But, you know, those moments like that for them to really enjoy, you know, going on vacation. And he was like, Grandma, when are we going on vacation again? I was like, in the summer, baby. Oh, yeah. He, he roared. Yeah. He's like, Grandma, if, Grandma, where's the private jet? And then, you know, and I always say, I was like, I can't wait till my grandsons turn 16 so I can buy them the car that their parents said they can't have. Ooh. <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's a rich flex. I don't, I don't know if y'all missed that. I don't know if y'all mm -hmm. missed that. Your mama say no, not me. <laughs> yeah. So they already know. Grandma's never saying no. But it feels good. You yeah. know, and this is what I work hard for. Wow. I'll, I'll, a few other questions I'll mm -hmm. ask before before we wrap up. Um, there are people that will hear and, and have fear surrounding funding. We kind of address that. Mm -hmm. There are people who have this fear surrounding, hey, how do I make sure I don't lose money? And you talked about that formula mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. what, what do you feel like? are those missing pieces that nobody else is telling that you've experienced? Like, hey, like your horror story, hey, did this bad deal, would have done this different. And I'm gonna connect these two together, mm -hmm. right? Like, bad decision you made in real estate and the best decision you made. 
Because those are two things that I think people can follow. Mm -hmm. They can follow from what some would call your failures, but it's mm -hmm. really a learned lesson, and from your success. So mm -hmm. what would you say has been your greatest failure or learned lesson in real estate and your biggest success? So I would say my greatest failure is not listening to my realtor that was in the market that I was investing in. Mm. Because when I was rehabbing a house, she told me not to do something and it cost me $30,000. That's a big lesson. Yeah, yeah, it cost me $30,000. She said, do not add um, a second bathroom upstairs. She said, because the people in this area, they're not used to it. But I'm thinking, <clears throat> in Atlanta, I have my own bathroom. I'm thinking, well, in the master suite, they want their own bathroom, and it would sell faster. The permits held us up. So it, you know, the house wasn't ready till November. We done missed the spring and summer market. And then I had to sell less than 30000 than I wanted to sell it for. Wow. A $30,000 lesson mm -hmm. based on just not listening. Not listening, yeah. And what would you say is that one that you was like, now that property, when I did that, that that's your biggest success. So my biggest success, I would say, is um, just investing in other markets, right? And not being scared because when you don't know anyone, when I went to Cleveland, I didn't know anyone. So I had to go out there and build relationships with people. Wow. And, um, but I would say that's the best decision that I made. Like not to, not to um, listen to my fear and just go and just, it makes sense, just do it. Yeah. And so many times we let fear stop us, right? Cause we think of what if this don't work, but what if it do work? So now I have that mindset, whenever it comes, what if it don't work, automatically I switch to what if it do work? Yeah, yeah. To be to go, like, because you were talking about Cleveland and all these different areas. Mm -hmm. I think everything you said today has been like a master class. Mm -hmm. it's, it, I'm serious. It's refreshing. Mm -hmm. How can people connect with you? Like, if they're anything like me, I'm interviewing you and I don't mm -hmm. want the learning to stop. Mm -hmm. So how do we continue to learn from you, whether we are in the starting place of trying to acquire our first property, whether we're trying to find our next, whether mm -hmm. we're trying to find funding, Mm -hmm. how, do, how do people connect with you? Well, I'm always going to tell people to connect for free, right? On IG, I am Dana Christian. And every Thursday, I have a webinar, 100K Blueprint, where I will teach you how to fix your credit, how to get 100K and fund it, and how to make 100K a year. Wow, every Thursday you're every teaching Thursday for free. Every Thursday at 7 o'clock, I'm teaching for free. So before anybody spend any money, come for the free stuff. Wow, wow. And so you said that's the first stop, and you've got something coming up. When, when is the day with Dana? June 2nd and 3rd, a day with Dana in Cleveland, Ohio. June 2nd and 3rd. At the time of watching this, you got plenty of time. So at the time of filming this, we're in the month of March, right? Mm -hmm. So we got plenty of time for them to hear it, get plugged in. I'm definitely going to have to pull up mm -hmm. to make sure that I come spend the day with Dana. So mm -hmm. I've, let's just predictions. What's next? Like what? What do you see that's next for Dana? I know that, that the big dream you have for yourself is to spend some time on the water with mm -hmm. your life vest on. <laughs> but what's next in business? What, what's that big goal of what you want to do next? So my next big goal is I really don't have a number on units, but I want more apartment buildings. Gotcha. So that's my goal because I want more passive income. Because I'm getting older, right? I'm 37 now. So, I, okay. so you know, another yeah. two years. Then, you know, I just want to ease back from the whole social media, you know, the teaching, and really just enjoy my life. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, you you are definitely making a massive impact. You have on me. I'm mm -hmm. honored to be in relationship with mm -hmm. you. I'm thankful that you made time to come here today to share. Like, mm -hmm. you you 
one of those people that was on my dream list. And I didn't want to bother you too, right? So I was like, man, I'm pretty sure she's busy and I see that all that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you immediately was like, yeah, no problem at mm-hmm. all. Thank you for making time to yes, not just come you. and sit with me, mm-hmm. but to add value and share your resources, websites, mm-hmm. banks. Make sure you connect with Dana Christian, the mm-hmm. queen of funding if you know that you're trying to get funding to be able to grow your business or invest in real estate there's nobody better to do it with until next time if you need me you know where to find me i'll be over here minding my online (laughs) business see you in the next episode